Earlier this week, we had a really, really heavy, heavy rainstorm. Prior to that rainstorm, on the side of our house, we, had, we used to have about three or four different rose bushes. Now we only have one that still stands. And this rose bush uh, had a bud that was incredibly bright pink. And I, I walked by it and I told Angela, man, this is going to be a beautiful rose. And then uh, over the course of a couple of days, it bloomed, but then we had these heavy rains. And after the rain, I walked by that same rose bush and the, the rose had bloomed. It had opened up, but it was so weighed down by the water that it was totally bent over. And you couldn't really appreciate its beauty because you couldn't really see it. It was so weighed down from uh, all of the rain that fell. And it just struck me in that moment, don't let 2021 be like that rose. 2020 was a year where we all were under a tremendous amount of stress and weight. And it could have been something beautiful. But for a lot of us, it was not. It was a difficult year, probably the most difficult that we have ever faced. But we have gotten through it. And I believe that it's easy for us to continue on for the next several months and, and rehash and relive and, and stay in 2020 frame of mind. But pastors all over the country are really excited because most of them are preaching a sermon entitled Hindsight is 2020. And they couldn't do that any time before, but they could do it now because it fits. But today I encourage you, don't let the beauty of what God wants to do in your life in the year 2021 and what he did in 2020 continue to weigh you down. Let God show you the beauty of what he wants to accomplish. Now today, as I said before, there's, this is a different service. We're focusing strictly on prayer and worship today, so there won't be a sermon. Maybe just a few little sermonettes here and there. But there's going to be a lot of standing and sitting. I'm only going to ask you to stand when it comes time for us to pray. The rest of the time you can stay seated because otherwise you're going to be standing for a long time. So if you'd like to stand during worship, you're welcome to do that. But when it comes time for us to actually pray on these prayer points, that's when I'll ask you to stand. Uh, because we are, we are invoking the name of our God and we are calling on his name. And so those will be the moments that I'll ask you to stand. So we're going to worship the Lord this morning. Um, and I'm hugely thankful for our worship team and our media team that has been up here and been practicing because this is asking a lot of them today. They're, they're putting in extra time. And uh, so uh, just make sure that you're appreciative of them and worship the Lord this morning. All right. We're calling on his name. And that's what we that's what we came here to do. All right. So let's get started and uh, let's just worship the Lord this morning. Amen. So if you have your 2021 prayer guide, uh, I want you to open up to the first section it says lost and prodigals. So this is our first prayer point today. And I encourage you, if you have a pen to uh, if there is someone in your family, a friend um, that is not uh saved. They're not a Christian. They have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I encourage you to write their name down. And so as you use this prayer guide throughout the year, you can uh, keep them in your prayers um, specifically. We know as, as uh, I, I wrote a little prayer in this section, and this is what it says as, as a prayer to use as a guide maybe for you. 
But it says, Father, we know it is your desire that none perish, but all come to repentance. That's according to 2 Peter 3.9. We know that Jesus gave his life for the salvation of the world, according to John 3.16. We know that we can ask anything according to your will, and it will be done, 1 John 5.14. Therefore, we ask for the salvation for friends and family who need to accept the salvation that you offer. And our prayer is that today is the day of salvation. Father, we ask that today, God, you would begin to uh, bring people into the lives of our friends and family who are afar away, that are afar off from your heart. Lord, we ask that you would put people in their lives that will speak life and encouragement to them, that will speak the truth, that will speak the gospel. And we also recognize, Lord, that we may be those very people, that we may be that answer to prayer in the life of that person, that you may be giving us the opportunity to speak the gospel into the lives of our friends, of our family, those who are lost, those who are prodigals. God, we know that it's your heart that all come to repentance, that it, that it is not your will that any perish. And that we can ask according to your will and it will be done. And so we ask, Lord, for the salvation of our friends and our family members, those that we, that we name. And we thank you, God, that as we call their name to you and, and as their name hits your ears, Father, that you begin to work. You send the Holy Spirit to convict them of their sins, to uh, begin to deal with them and, and possibly call up those seeds of the gospel that have been planted for years uh, through different people. Um, or, Lord, that you bring people into their life that begin to plant those seeds of the gospel so that they can come to repentance. But, Father, we pray. We know your heart. Right now, the world is reeling from fear and confusion, and what a great time to come to God and, and the author of our salvation, the Prince of Peace. And so, Father, we pray for these people and let our hearts burn for their salvation, God, as we call out to you and as we lift their names up to your heart and ask you, God, to save them and set them free from the things that are uh, tearing them down. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated if you choose to. Amen. If you take your booklets and open them to the next section, it's missions and missionaries. We have um, a lot of prayer needs. Uh, each little page in your booklet is a different region with the missionaries that are from South Texas. Um, as well as uh, every country in that region. Um, I tried to get every single one. We don't have missionaries in every single one of these countries, um, but uh, we do want to be praying for them, obviously, because for those countries where we don't have missionaries, we want to pray that the Lord would raise them up. And so we're not going to list every country, and we're not going to mention every missionary. Some of them are in sensitive uh, nations, and so uh, they they can't be connected necessarily with missions work. Um, so I, I provided them to you so that you could be praying for them um, and lift these needs up in your private prayer time. But we do want to pray for each of these regions. These represent 
seven billion or so people on the planet, every region. These represent people whom God dearly loves, some of whom do not have a, a Bible in their own language, some of whom have never heard the gospel. Um, it is uh, one, one missionary, I think it was uh, C.T. Stott, he said that no one should ever hear the gospel twice when there are people who've never heard it once. And so this is why missions is incredibly important to us because it is the command. It was the last command of Christ. Go, therefore, into all the world and preach the gospel. Make disciples of all nations. And so we want to pray, and we'll pray for each of these regions individually. So would you stand with me as we go to prayer? We want to pray for God to open doors for our missionaries and open the hearts of people. We want to pray for their finances. Uh, there are missionaries who are still here stateside uh, because they're still raising money. Um, there are still missionaries here that have raised their budget and are ready to go, but the country they're going to has closed borders right now. Uh, we want to pray for their health and safety. Some of them are in very uh, difficult and dangerous places. Um, we want to pray for opportunities that God can use for our missionaries to reach people through medical care. Um, as the missionaries raise up pastors, um, they need Bible training. They need to uh, be able to know the Word of God, have, a, have their own Bible, and be able to study it so that they can teach it to their people. And we need more missionaries. Um, we need significantly more missionaries going into all the world than we currently have with the rate of the population growth. And so we need people who are willing to go short-term missions as well as long-term missions. And so let's just take one region at a time and let's pray for these people. If you would like in your own prayer, you're welcome to pray and call out the names of these missionaries, call out the names of these countries if you choose to, um, but certainly allow this to be a resource in your daily prayer life. So let's pray. Father, we first come to you on behalf of the continent of Africa, uh, people that you dearly love people that you came to save. And we pray, Lord, for the missionaries that are there, that you would protect them and provide for them, God, that you would keep them healthy and safe and allow them to have a long career in missions to preach the gospel. We pray, Lord, for these Bible schools that can be started and, and uh, Bible teachers that can go and, and uh, teach these new pastors who've accepted Christ and accepted the call of God on their lives. We pray Lord, for the continent of Africa, we pray for Asia and our missionaries there, God, that you would uh, just allow the, the, uh, the strongholds of Hinduism and Buddhism to be broken down in the name of Christ, that they would be able to preach the gospel, that they would be able to share the love of Christ with everyone uh, that is willing to listen. And we pray, Lord, for all of the nations that are represented in Asia, Lord, that you would raise up missionaries in these nations. We pray, God, for our missionaries in Eurasia, which, which uh, include North Africa and Europe and uh, some of the uh, Middle Eastern countries, Lord. We pray, God, as they go into some very difficult and dangerous places that you would just surround them and their families, that you would raise up more missionaries to go into these countries. God, that, that uh, the word of God would be preached and the stronghold of Islam would be broken in the lives of these people, that they would hear the gospel, they would see the truth, they would know that Jesus Christ is both life and light to those who are in darkness and death. 
And so we pray, Lord, that the light would shine upon them and for the nations represented there. We pray for the nations of Europe as well, God, our missionaries that are in, that are in these nations. And a lot of these nations in Europe are considered post-Christian. They heard the gospel. They have been inundated with churches, and now many of their churches are closed and have become nightclubs and parking lots and bulldozed, and some have even become mosques. We pray, Lord, for the missionaries that are there that are trying to give people the gospel for some of whom uh, have grown up in this post-Christian nation and don't know it. Um, they, they only think of church and Christianity as just something that they used to do or something that they used to go to. Uh, but, Father, we pray for these nations of Europe that uh, strongholds will be broken in the, the, the f- false religions and, and the idea of religious service would be broken, and so they would recognize their need for spiritual relationship with you. We pray, God, for our North America. We pray for our country. Uh, Lord, that, that uh, the gospel would be preached proudly and strongly throughout churches across this country, across Canada. Um, we pray, God, that you would raise up uh, workers to, uh, have a, that have a heart for evangelism, that have a heart for outreach, and Father, that they would share the gospel with all who come in contact with them. We recognize, God, that we are missionaries in our communities. We go into our world and we preach the gospel. And so we pray, Lord, for our home missionaries that do the work here in America. Uh, and we pray, God, for our missionaries who work with Chi Alpha, our campus uh, university ministries. Lord, there's so many of them um, that, uh, that we support, and there's so many universities represented, God. We're so grateful for them and the, the difference that they make in the lives of our university students, some of whom come to America to get an education, and they get the gospel, which is greater than any education they could have received, and then they go home to their home countries, and they preach the gospel to their family and to their community. And we've seen, God, that you have used some of them to raise up Chi Alpha uh, chapters in universities in foreign countries, Lord. And so we thank you for the investment that these missionaries make in the lives of our young people. We pray, Lord, even more so. God, continue that work. We thank you for them. Lastly, God, we pray for our Caribbean and our Latin America, South American nations. Lord, for our missionaries that are represented there, that are doing the work. Um, God, we just pray that we know there are strongholds, spiritual strongholds that exist in these nations, some of whom are heavy into the occult and voodoo. We thank you, Lord, that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. We thank you, Lord, that the light of Jesus Christ can shine into these dark places And the darkness doesn't understand it, cannot defeat it, cannot overcome it. And so we pray, Lord, for these nations represented here, that, God, you would raise up more missionaries, that the gospel would be preached and lives would be changed and all the world will hear the word of God. And then we can be assured that once the gospel has been preached throughout the world, the end can come. We've got to do our part. And so we pray, God, for our missionaries, Lord, keep them healthy, keep them safe. Allow them to continue the work that you've called them to do. We thank you, God, for them accepting the call, and we pray, God, that you would call even more into missions work to preach the gospel. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated if you choose to.
if you'll turn in your booklets, the next section is to pray for local churches and um, for the sake of space, uh, we just put the churches in Richmond. Um, there are probably just as many churches on your page as there in Rosenberg, Sugarland, Missouri City, Katy, wherever it is that you live. I'd encourage you to uh, just go to Google Maps and type in churches near me and it'll give you a list of whatever churches and use that as your prayer guide. But these are the churches that are near us here at Friendship Church. We have a church down the street. We have a church across the street. We have, I think, three churches down the street. Um, this is a, 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 a street with a lot of churches and uh, the gospel is being preached. Uh, but we provided a list and just as a, a means of giving you an opportunity to pray for our uh, sister churches, is what we call them, uh, different denominations, different backgrounds. But um, Jesus reminded us in John thirteen thirty five, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We recognize we're not in competition with Faith United Methodist. We're not in competition with Pentecostal Life Center or Grace or Christ Church down the street, we're all trying to accomplish the exact same goal, and that is preach the cross of Christ and to see lives transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to pray for our churches that God would really let this be a powerful year. I can tell you from personal experience, 2020 was certainly the hardest year of my pastoring, in, and I've been in ministry for 25 years now. Um, 2020 was certainly the, the most difficult year. It was a year where we had to uh, improvise, adapt, and overcome. And uh, some churches um, had the staff to be able to do that. Other churches did not. Um, and so it's been a difficult year financially for churches, spiritually, numerically. They say that 20% of all people who started, who were attending church January 1st, 2020, 20% of them have not come back and probably will not come back. They're not worshiping online and they won't come back to a brick and mortar church. For whatever reason, 2020 just knocked the wind out of them. And uh, so churches all across our country are hurting um, numerically, spiritually, and financially because of the year that it has been. So we want to pray for our churches. Obviously, we'll pray for our church in a few moments, but we want to pray for our sister churches that God would really shield those pastors, that God would help these pastors, these leaders, these uh, members um, to, to uh, just have direction from the Lord, wisdom, and uh, to be able to move forward. We don't want to see any churches close in 2021. Um, that would be a huge step backwards for our community. So would you stand with us this morning as we pray for our local churches? And if you know of, if you've got friends that attend a church, um, friends or family that attend a specific church, go ahead and call out that church, those pastors, if you know them, uh, call them out to the Lord as we pray. Father, we pray for our churches and our community, not just the churches on this page here in Richmond, but churches in Rosenberg, Missouri City, Stafford, Sugarland, Katy, and the surrounding areas, Fulshire, Simonton. Um, God, we pray, Lord, that you would move powerfully in the lives of of these churches in 2021. Father, we pray for these pastors, these deacons and elders and trustees, the leadership of these churches. 
Lord, that you would invigorate them with new life, fresh vision. Lord, that you would help them as they're desiring to move their church forward into this new year. Father, we pray for uh, specifically our churches across the street and near us, Faith and Pentecostal Life and Grace and Christ Church and Now Church and Wilderness Branch. Lord, these churches that are so close to us, Father, that you would just cause them to have a fresh vision for ministering to the community, um, Lord, that lives would be transformed and changed, families would be brought back together, and God, that you would do a powerful work in our community through the lives of the church. When, when the world is confused and frustrated and afraid, Lord, we pray that the churches would be that beacon of hope, that you told us that you are the light of the world, and then you told us that we are the light of the world. And so as we shine your light in our community, as our churches across this community shine the light of the gospel, we pray that those who are fed up of living in darkness would come and, and be a part of a local church so that they can be discipled, so that they can be cared for. And uh, so we just pray, God, for these churches, um, Lord, that you would do something powerful this year in our community and that we would be a part of that. And so we thank you for these churches. We pray, Lord, that not one single church in our communities would close as a result of struggling finances, Lord, that you would uh, cause them to have the finances in order to continue doing the work of the ministry and the community. And so, God, we thank you for that. We know you are great. You are worthy to be praised. And we thank you, Lord, that these churches represent um, a, a place where people can come and hear the gospel and grow in their relationship with you. And so we thank you, Lord, for the churches. We don't look at them as competitors we look at them as brothers and sisters in Christ that we love and that we know that you love as well. So bless them, Lord. When we do ministry, when we do outreaches, Lord, bless the churches in our community as a result of that, not just our church, but all churches, Lord. We thank you, God, that the kingdom of Christ is being proclaimed and being advanced in this community uh, for your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated if you choose. Just wait on the Lord for a moment. In accordance with Scripture, the Holy Spirit has spoken to us through a message in tongues, and so we desire the Holy Spirit also to allow the interpretation to come forth. If you feel like you have that, then share that with the body. Thank you. 
I love the words from that, the bridge in that song, not for one minute was I forsaken. We certainly have seen, even though we've gone through difficult times and difficult moments in this past year, that we were never forsaken. We were never abandoned. We turn our attention to pray for our national, state, and local governments. <clears throat> this, as I said, you know, when I mentioned about pastors having a difficult year, I, I think uh, some folks were uh, probably disappointed that they got elected um, because they faced challenges that no one since the Spanish flu had had to make. And uh, uh, so some folks had to make very, very, well, everybody had to make difficult decisions. Um, and uh, no matter what they decided, there would be some who agreed and some who disagreed. And so we certainly want to be praying for our government that they have the mind of Christ, um, that they, they are willing to surround themselves with godly counsel and that they're willing to heed that. Um, the reminder at the bottom of that uh, page for you is Romans 13.1. It says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. So remember that when we sometimes are quick to criticize our government, whether regardless of what branch they are in or what party they come from, um, they have been instituted by God. And uh, sometimes that's a little difficult for us to accept, but that is what the scripture says. And so we want to be praying for them, um, God, that that God would turn the heart, their hearts, um, that uh, our government would not uh, become anti-Christian, um, but uh, would certainly allow us to continue our religious freedoms and um, certainly allow us to continue promoting the name of Christ. And uh, so we, we want to be praying for them. We've listed the executive branch, and so the goal is for us to be praying for our local, our, our mayor, your mayor, your city councils, your, their cabinets, um, our state governor and his cabinet, and then the president, vice president, and, and that cabinet. Uh, pray for the legislative branch locally, the city councils, the state legislatures, the U.S. Senate, the House of Representatives, uh, because they make decisions that affect all of us. Um, be praying for our judicial branch, our local judges, state, federal judges, the appellate judges, and our Supreme Court justices. You know, you never go wrong and you never waste your time when you pray for these people because they need the mind of Christ. So would you stand with me uh, this morning and let's pray for our government leaders. Father, we ask that today in this moment, uh, God, that you would just, oh, that you would minister to our government leaders they have had uh, a very difficult year, a difficult year making decisions, and some were right and some were wrong. Um, but uh, we pray, Lord, that you would give them the mind of Christ. Lord, that you would surround them with people that are godly influences, that will give godly counsel. Um, Lord, that they would lean on that as opposed to foolish advice, selfish advice. We pray for our uh, three branches of government, the executive, legislative, and judicial, Lord, that you would guide and direct them. Uh, Father, we pray that the gospel will continue to be preached, and if one day it becomes illegal in the United States of America to preach the gospel, we will still preach the gospel. Um, this gospel will be preached, and so we pray 
Lord, for that freedom to continue. And we pray for these individuals that serve uh, this nation in various forms of the government. God, that you would help them. Um, that godly people would be elected into office. Um, and uh, so we just pray, Lord, that you would help them. Help them govern according to your will. We know the end is coming. We're reading Revelation in our Wednesday night series. We know what's going to happen. We know the end is coming. We know that times will get worse and worse. We know that Christians will become uh, hated for the gospel. We know that the government will turn against Christianity and will accept uh, the rule and reign of the Antichrist. We know that it's going to be perilous days and people will turn away from the faith. But Lord, until that comes, we pray, Lord, that you would put people in government that will allow us to continue proclaiming the gospel for as long as possible. So we pray, Lord, for these individuals, men and women that you love dearly, some of whom are near to you, some of whom are very far off. But Lord, you love them, and we pray, God, that you would save them and give them your wisdom to help them know your mind on these situations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. We turn our attention now to the... Uh, personal needs of our family. Um, we have needs of physical healing. We have needs of emotional um, healing, spiritual healing, provision. Um, we have folks that need the Lord to open up a door of opportunity, a door of employment. Uh, we certainly want to be praying children, grandchildren, um, you know, we are, one, one individual said we're one, Christianity is one generation away from extinction. And that means that we have to continually train and disciple our young people. And uh, we definitely want to be praying for strong and effective church ministries, strong and effective church leaders, um, deacons, and uh, the church staff, department leaders. And so this is an opportunity that we will be praying for our own church. Uh, go ahead and stand with me. And if you have a need that you would say, I, I definitely fall into a category where I have a prayer need and I would like God to do in 2021 something for me that I need, whether it's a job or healing or a situation with a relationship or whatever that may be. If you would just raise your hand and we, that's a lot of hands. So that's a lot of needs. The great thing is God is a powerful prayer answering God. And he can do anything that we ask him to do according to his will. He is able. And uh, so let's pray uh, for our church family. We've prayed for our people all over the world and our sister churches. Let's pray. I want to pray for you this morning. All right. Father, I pray for everyone in attendance here today, everyone watching online, those who couldn't even join us. Lord, you know the needs that are represented in this church. You know that the situations that are facing uh, those that call Friendship Church their home church. And for some of them, Lord, they desperately need a healing touch in their body. They've gotten a bad diagnosis. They're facing difficulty or, or fear because of a health issue. And they may not even know what's going on. The doctors may not even know what's going on. But we know that you know what's going on, and there's not a situation that we come into that takes you by surprise. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that you administer your healing power to them right now in this very moment. 
that they would feel the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit begin to overshadow them, to fill them, and Lord, heal them and touch them. We pray for those who are dealing with wounds uh, emotionally. Lord, many of us have lost friends and family member in 2021 uh, due to sickness and illness and disease. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would help us heal, help us grieve, help us process that and be able to uh, not forget them, but to move forward with our lives and remember them and honor them. Uh, but Father, we just pray, God, that you would heal our hearts, that you would help us, Lord, as we move forward in this year. We pray, Lord, for relationships to be healed and restored. We pray, God, that you've given us a ministry of reconciliation and your desire is for there to be reconciliation between uh, the members of, of the body. And so there may be someone that we need to be reconciled with. Uh, we pray, God, that you would help us, help us forgive their offenses, help them forgive our offenses. Lord, we pray for uh, spiritual health and growth. As 2021 has begun, Lord, we pray that it will be a year of our greatest growth in you, that we would be a people devoted to prayer and reading the Bible, that we would be people devoted to you, Lord to seek your face, to hear your heart, and to follow your word. We pray for the marriages that are represented here today, God, that you would help the husbands and the wives uh, grow more loving towards each other. As they grow in relationship to you, they'll grow closer to each other. And so we pray, God, that you would just let this be a, a year of great growth in our marriages for our children, for our grandchildren, Lord, that you would continue to protect them, and uh, keep them healthy, keep them safe, Lord, and help them, um, help us disciple them, help the church do its part, and help our, our families do their part as they disciple these children to grow in the admonition of the Lord. And uh, we pray, Lord, for strong and effective church ministries, leaders, um, department heads, staff members, deacons, uh, Lord, just that everybody that makes up leadership in this church and and that is involved in, in serving in some capacity, Lord, that it would be a great year for us as we uh, effectively minister to your people. And God, for, for a lot of us, Lord, just 2020 feels like it was a, a, a burden, a weight on our shoulders. We thank you, Lord, that we can come to the realization we don't have to carry that burden. We don't have to carry that weight that we live day to day and we follow your word, we follow your direction. Your desire, Lord, is for us to let go of control and to realize that when we surrender to you, Lord, we put you in control and you know way better than we do what we will face. And so, Lord, let us remember that. Let us keep that position, that mentality going into this next year that we remember you're in control. We let you be in control of our lives. We surrender our control. We're willing to wait on you, to listen to your voice. And when you speak, that you give us the courage to obey. And so we just pray for our church body, Lord. Let 2021 be our best year ever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated if you choose to. There was one Sunday where I had... Uh, done announcements or something I'd said done the original welcome and prayer and all that stuff and I went and sat down and I apparently had forgotten to turn off my microphone 
So worship started and I started singing and I didn't realize that my microphone, my headset microphone was still on. And my son Micah was sitting on the second row and he was furiously trying to get my attention. Um, and uh, so I finally looked over and I'm like, what? And he said, your mic's still on. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it was, it really didn't dawn on me right then and there, but on a platform with four three, four, five, six singers. I don't know how many singers we had that he was able to pick up my voice as different than all the other voices. And it really stuck with me because that's how I want to hear the voice of the Lord. I want to be so in tune with the Holy Spirit that when he speaks, I hear his voice distinct from all the other voices. And let me tell you, the world is full of competing voices. I want to be so in tune. I want to know his voice so clearly and so well that I am able to differentiate his voice. And so we turn our attention in our prayer booklet to praying for personal spiritual growth. One of the things that we need to understand is spiritual growth is not accidental. You don't come to church and Pick it up by osmosis, hanging out nearby spiritually mature believers. You have to make the effort. Spiritual growth is completely intentional. You have to want to do it. You have to pick up your Bible and you have to begin to read and study. You have to set aside time and you have to pray. And sometimes prayer for us becomes venting of all the things going on, but as we grow in prayer and as we mature in our prayer life, we recognize that the less we speak, the better. Because anything that we say to the Lord, it's not something that He wasn't aware of. Our desire is to hear from Him. And sometimes we can pray and vent and say, okay, I'm glad I got that off my chest, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, we get up and walk away. And the Lord one time rebuked me. He said, do I get to say something now? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So we have to discipline ourselves if we desire spiritual growth. Um, Romans 12, 2 provides us a good reminder. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Don't be conformed to this world. Sometimes I encourage you, do what, what I do, uh, what others do as well. You know, take a break from things that drive you nuts. Take a break from the news. Take a break from social media. I regularly delete those apps. I'll reinstall them later on when I, when I feel like I'm missing out on too much of your lives or whatever. <laughs> I'm being tagged in a lot of pictures of the babies and I need to see what's going on. But sometimes, you know, I, I've stayed on social media because I felt like that there's so much good that can be accomplished, right? I mean, that's, we're like all the people we can reconnect with and all the pictures of our kids and grandkids we can see and all the, all the good and, and all the ways we can encourage and be a blessing to others. But there is a bad side to social media. And it can be poisonous if it is not uh, guarded and taken care of appropriately. And and I was thinking about it today, it's kind of like having letting a rattlesnake live in your house. Because, yeah, 
you don't have any mice, but you have a poisonous animal in your house. And every once in a while, that poisonous animal tries to get loose and can cause problems. So if you engage in social media, please use caution and be careful because it can be dangerous. Many marriages have been destroyed because of social media. Um, so use those things with caution. The goal is for us to be as much like Christ as we possibly can. And that is something we have to intentionally pursue. And so we have to budget our time so that we are giving time to the things that are priority and decreasing the amount of time for the things that are not priority. So let 2021 be a year for you, a year of personal holiness. Not, not outward holiness, not so you can brag about how holy you are, but to be inwardly holy. As the Bible says, be holy because I'm holy. That is our desire. Would you stand with me this morning? I've written down a little prayer for you. We'll use that as our guide today. Father, we pray for personal revival. We pray that you would give us a desire for holiness and the courage to live a holy life as you are holy. We pray, Lord, that as we study our Bibles and we pray daily that you would speak to us, that you would help us grow closer to you, that we would be more and more conformed to the image of your Son and less and less be conformed to the image of this world. We pray that you would break the power of any addictions, any temptations that plague us, and, and that we remember he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And we rest in that freedom. We walk in that freedom. Our desire, God, is to be a people set apart for you, a bride that is pure and spotless. And so help us, Lord, as we make resolutions, God, let us keep in mind to make a reasonable resolution that is something that we can do, but every day we give time to you. We set aside time where with no distractions, we pray and we listen to your word and we read your word, however we digest it. Uh, but Lord, we set aside time to increase your opportunities to speak into us because our desire, God, is to be more conformed into the image of your son in 2021 than ever before. So let us walk in step with you, not lagging behind, not sprinting ahead, but step for step walking with you. As a father walks with their child, guiding and directing, pointing out the pitfalls, pointing out the dangers, comforting them when they're afraid, consoling them, loving them, and being kind to them. Lord, we thank you that this will be a great year for our growth as we intentionally put forth the effort. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. We have one more song and then we will do communion towards the end of the service. Ushers could go ahead and begin serving the congregation. Sure. Jason and I have been reading through the book that we have for free out there. And sometimes it's very, very deep and it's very, very dense, but it's been really, really good reading through it. But he said something so profound in one of the chapters we were reading the day before yesterday. And he said, the church has gotten it wrong. Grace is not a thing. Grace is a person. 
Jesus, his grace, we, we think that it's this thing that we have to have and this thing that we have to earn, and we don't. His grace is a person. Jesus is grace, and when he died, we received his grace. We received him, and I just thought that was so profound and so beautiful. And so when I was singing, showers of mercy grace and i just envisioned jesus here with us and um i just wanted to share that with you sorry that's okay thank you amen if you don't have one of those books i encourage you to grab one on your way out it's in the foyer uh, just a free free book for each of you it's not one per household or anything we've got plenty of copies um, and I'll say for those of you that are taking communion, you don't have to be a member of this church. Some churches require you to be a member. We don't. You just need to be a member of the family of God. If you aren't, there's an easy way to take care of that. Um, you recognize that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for your sins, and he made a way for you to be saved. And all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you are saved. So it, it's, that's as simple as it is. Um, it's, it's not anything more complicated than that. Understanding the truth of who God is in Jesus Christ and that he died in your place. He died so that you would be free. And so uh, once you receive your elements, just hold on to them. If you have not received, if you, we, I think we need some over on the left. Uh, for those folks, may have uh, we may have run out on uh, one of our trays or something. But if you have them, I'm going to go ahead and read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It's the section where Paul gives some guidance regarding the Lord's Supper. And this is something that the churches were instituting. They were partaking of the bread and the juice, and but they were abusing it. Um, they Some of them were not eating all day, and then they would come and gather with the church and they would eat all the bread and drink all the wine and they would leave church drunk and Paul was like no 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 this is not how you're supposed to do things this is supposed to remind us of something this is a sacred and reverent moment and we need to treat it as such and uh, so Paul tells them uh, in 1 Corinthians 11:20 he said for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you that the Lord Jesus on the night he when he was betrayed he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so we've talked about it before, how the bread that Jesus used is this matzah bread. It's pierced on one side, striped on the other, and it was broken. And so it represented the body of Jesus Christ. It would be pierced and striped and broken for our healing. And then in, pa in the Passover, Jesus held the cup, the cup of the covenant. But he said, this cup is a new covenant. And when it gets established, it will be established in my blood. And so when we drink this cup of grape juice, we remember the incredible sacrifice that was paid for our salvation. That it was not something little. It was not something meaningless. It was not something trivial. It cost God his life 
but he willingly laid it down so that we would be set free from the curse that we were under. There was no way to be reconciled to the Father apart from the shedding of blood. And Jesus established himself as the once and for all sacrifice so that as we accept his sacrifice, we are made right with the Father. Would you stand with me this morning one more time? Let's pray and then we'll allow you to take the bread together. Father, we thank you for this bread that symbolizes the body of Jesus Christ, striped, pierced, and broken. Without yeast, referring to being without sin, a perfect substitute, a perfect sacrifice that Jesus made for us, doing what we could not do, laying down his life for us. So we pray, Lord, that as we receive this bread, as we take this bread together, that we thank you for the healing that we have in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that by your stripes we are healed in Jesus' name. And for some of us that have been struggling with chronic illnesses and diseases and, and physical issues, sometimes that, that mentality and that de declaration of truth gets tested but we understand that we can be healed now or we will ultimately get our, our final healing when this perishable gives way to imperishable, when this corruptible gives way to incorruptible, when this finite gives way to infinite, when we are translated and we receive our heavenly body and there will be no more pain, no more sickness, no more disease, we will be as we were intended to be all along in a in a perfected state. And we thank you, Lord, for that. But while we are here, Lord, we thank you for the price that you paid. So we take this bread together, remembering the body of Jesus Christ who was broken for our healing. In your name we pray. Amen. Take the bread together. Likewise, he blessed the cup. And this cup was typically, it represented the suffering that a person had to go through. And Jesus knew what was in the cup. He knew what was awaiting him in the next 24 hours. His betrayal, his, his beating, the mockery, uh, the brutality of that day of Thursday night into Friday morning, and ultimately the crucifixion, the most brutal way to execute someone. He knew what was what was facing him and he still as scripture says was obedient unto death he was obedient even unto death and so grateful for his sacrifice let's pray father we thank you for the atoning sacrifice this sacrifice that covered our sins so that all we have to do is is receive and accept the sacrifice for our sins and to thank you Lord for forgiving us of our sins and cleansing us from all unrighteousness there's not a single sin that you can't cover if we are are convicted by the Holy Spirit if we recognize that we have made a mistake Lord there's not a there's not anything that we could ever do that would keep us out of your love that nothing separates us from the love of God height nor depth angels or demons heaven or hell nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. So we thank you that this cup represents just more, it's just more than juice or wine or blood, 
it represents love. The love of God that was poured out to us. So we thank you for the forgiveness of our sins that we have in Jesus' name. Take the cup together. Amen. Amen. If you want to pass your cups to the end of the aisle, one of our ushers will come back and get it. Let's sing this chorus one more time. Just as a great opportunity to remind us of the freedom that Jesus Christ offers to us this morning. 2021, my prayer is that it is a year of freedom. Spiritual freedom that regardless, folks, we cannot control a single thing that goes on outside the doors of this church. Sometimes we can barely control what goes on inside the walls of this church. But we can, can, we can set our minds and our hearts and our eyes on Him so that regardless of what is shaken around us, we will not be shaken because we lean and rest on the solid rock that is our foundation. Our ushers are at the back doors. We're going to dismiss you in just a moment. For those of you that came prepared to give, thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your faithfulness. We appreciate it so much. It it allows us to continue the ministry of this church. And so we are greatly appreciative. There's three quick things I want to mention real quickly. I didn't say anything last week because I wasn't sure if they wanted me to say anything. But we do welcome the Shaw family with their little baby girl. And we're so glad to see them. So put your mask on, stay six feet away and wave so that you can see the baby, okay? Um, Because uh, she's a sweetheart. Elva 2.0 is what I call her. Um, We are excited for Jenna and her engagement to Tommy. So congratulations to you on your engagement. And uh, we're super excited for for them. Uh, My daughter got engaged on Christmas Day as well. And so y'all pray for me. Pray that I get a that I get a pay increase this year to afford a wedding. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're very excited for this. 2021 is going to be quite the year, um, and so we're excited for what we are doing. You know, don't don't as I said, don't let the baggage of this past year go into this next year. Let God just have the mentality. God's going to do great things, and it's going to start today. Okay. Uh, So uh, thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, Be salt and light uh, to your community. For those of you going back to work tomorrow, uh, you've enjoyed some time off. Be salt and light to your coworkers. Uh, Love them and encourage them and bless them because you never know what's going on under the surface. You never know what's going on uh, behind closed doors and in their home life. And uh, so just determine to be more like Jesus in 2021 than you ever have before. All right, I'm going to pray a final blessing over you and then you can be dismissed. Father, I pray for our church family, those watching online, those here in uh, the facility. God, I pray that you would bless them. Let 2021 be their best year ever with you at the helm, with you charting our course. Lord, we never go anywhere that you are uh, not taking us. And so we pray, Lord, that you be that, that we would be willing to follow your lead. We would be willing to be patient and let you lead us and guide us uh, because we know that wherever we go, we are in your presence, that you never leave us, you never forsake us, you never abandon us, God. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for your presence. May your presence increase in our lives more than ever before. 
We love you, Lord. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.